I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Ryan Kipping, clinically trained registered dietitian nutritionist, certified lactation educator, and author of the Feel Good Pregnancy Cookbook. She is the founder of the Prenatal Nutritionist, a virtual nutrition private practice which focuses on preparing women for pregnancy and conquering nutrition during and after pregnancy. She helps women feel confident in their ability to properly nourish a growing baby through a real food approach. Aside from one-on-one nutrition counseling, Ryan is the nutrition writer and content creator of the popular Instagram account, Prenatal Nutritionist. Hello and welcome. Hi. Happy to have you back. I'm excited to be here again. Yeah. So you are part of my then and now series, which is where I interview dietitian bosses two times and talk about your journey and your evolution to inspire other dietitians with what is possible. So if you could talk a little bit since last time you were on air, give us some updates. What's going on in the business and you know, tell us what's happening in your journey so far. Yeah, I'm excited to give updates. I honestly don't even remember what I was talking about the first time that we were on here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as a recap, you had talked about getting the book deal and you had talked uh, about, you know, leaving your job and just kind of getting like niching down in general on social media was our last conversation. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, it's actually been a year this month since I left my clinic job at WIC, which is super exciting. I just realized that I was kind of thinking back to like, what did we talk about last time? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's March. Yeah. So I left my job March, 2019. So we're coming anniversary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like, it's super exciting. And I can't even been, been a year. Like it's flown by so much has happened. Yeah. So I got the book deal. I remember talking about that. That's been fantastic. Other than that, I launched a new program. I know that you were asking me before this about it. Um, yeah. So I launched a new, basically like an online course, which I know are super popular and you talk about a lot too on your podcast. So I launched a new program called the P plus method, which is basically an online course it comes with a bit of interaction with me, like through a Facebook group, some live Q and a, stuff like that. So that soft launch in December, I'm about to relaunch it at the end of this month. I don't know when this is going to air, but yeah, at the end of March, I'm going to relaunch that online program. And that's been really cool. After I relaunch it in March, it's just going to be more of like an evergreen thing. Okay. It's going to be always available essentially for people to enroll whenever they essentially find out that they're pregnant because I get so many people that will message me like immediately like, Oh my God, I just found out I'm pregnant. I just found your account. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have so many questions. So essentially that's why I created the program. So someone could just immediately enroll in the program and start learning, you know, right away. And how how did you know, uh, thank you for that update. And so what you've done is an open close cart, right? So you're having it be only available at specific time periods. All right. Right. For now. And then maybe you'll change that in the future. So talk to us about like, 
how did you have the demand to be able to create something like this? How did you know it was time to create a course from you offering one-on-one sessions in your book deal? Like walk us through that progression. Yeah, that's a good question. I kind of skipped over that. Yeah, so I initially started out just doing one-on-ones, but I've always wanted to create a program like this. However, I knew, you know, from other learning from other business coaches and, you know, business philosophies and things like that, that I needed to kind of have a proven type approach to, you know, what I was going to even put in the program and then have enough demand, like you're saying, that people want something like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and I even from my clients, just getting feedback from my one-on-one clients, sending them like mid-program surveys and post-program surveys I would have in there, like what would have been more beneficial to have and almost a hundred percent of them selected like video learning modules to go through. And so I'm like, okay, 100% of my clients are saying that this is something they would want. Then I think the demand is there. And also, you know, my following grows every day. Like, you know, I'm at like, I think I get around 500 to 600 followers every week. (laughs) So I always am generating new followers who are more interested in something that is a lower price point than, you know, what my charge for my one-on-one packages, which is a lot of money. And I know not everyone can afford that. So now I have like a three-tier offering system where really it's kind of the same information, just different price point and kind of depending on also what they're looking for. Absolutely. So this three-tiered approach that you're following now is a progression, like you said, just a recap from the year from being you know, full-time working at, a, at WIC as a dietitian, mm-hmm. within a year, you were able to grow your feed and then have three different offers that people have told you they want, which is how you should do it. You create, you know, you first get the demand and then you create the offer to support the demand. So you had the one-on-one services. And right. then as you grew, you created this group program because you asked your paying clients what they want. They told you, and then you gave that to them. And that's how you've been able to grow these, this different three-tiered approach. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. All right. I just want to take a moment to step it back to those who might be, their head might be spinning and they might say, how did Ryan (laughs) do it? Right. And, and we've talked about this again. So we listened to that last episode, but just for a little bit of context, can you explain how you were able to get those first clients in the demand in the first place? Like if we were to just do a little bit of a a backtrack for those who, who might need that. Yeah. So essentially just showing up every day on Instagram, being really consistent all the time. And then also being in DMs and responding to every single DM that I get. And then, you know, asking people if they wanted to get on a call and then from there (laughs) selling my package and, you know, getting them on board as a one, one one-on-one client. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is definitely just providing valuable content every single day on Instagram. Fantastic. And I love how you've made it so simple. Like it truly is showing up, being consistent, providing value. And this sounds so obvious, but when people talk to you, talk back to them, right? Right. So responding to your direct messages and creating that community, like what you do, Ryan, that's what helps you grow your business. And you've exactly done that. You went from starting on the side from your WIC job, which is what I did too when I was in my clinical job, to, Mm -hmm. you know, creating content that they want that's valuable and then growing that into a three-tiered approach, which is Really fantastic. And I know that's a goal of a lot of, a lot of dietitian bosses listening. So really happy that you can represent that um, accomplishment. 
And if you could just tell us, you know, where do you, what are some of your goals, your revenue goals? Where do you want to take this? Yeah. So my goal this year is 100K followers and 100K income, which I think I'm like almost there. I'm pretty close anyways, but that's definitely the goal for this year. That's fantastic. And do you enjoy, and thank you for sharing that, because I think just talking about our goals out loud is like good mindset routine for us to think about. That's definitely part of my teaching style as a coach. I like to set revenue goals and then align your actions to make sure they're supported to hit your revenue goals. It sounds obvious, but it's not so obvious (laughs) for many (laughs) of us. Um, So with that, how do you want your services to look in the future? Are you interested? Do you like the one-on-one? Do you want to see less one-on-one? Or do you just love the fact that you can choose because you've been able to grow the demand so strong that, you know, you have the ability to offer and decide that? Yeah, I think I do eventually want to get away from doing one-on-ones. I think initially when I started, that was obviously like the biggest way to bring an income, you know, but now that I do have a bigger following and some various products to offer, I am definitely limiting my one-on-one. So ever since I did launch the P plus program, I have majorly limited them, uh, which is nice to have that option because, you know, usually it's kind of just like a hustle to find these one-on-one clients. (laughs) Um, But it's interesting because now I have not been promoting my one-on-one services on Instagram, like at all. Like I've just been promoting either my meal plans or my P plus program. And people have either been finding me through Google, like who want to search me or people specifically message me on Instagram and are like, do you work with one-on-one clients? And then I'll be like, yes, I'm only accepting, you know, so many. And then, you know, obviously we'll hop on a call and see if it's a good fit from there. But eventually I definitely want to keep it, keep one-on-ones down as much as possible. Yeah. And, and what's really cool about this story is that you have full power and control over the decisions in your business and how you structure your time because you've given value and because you've shown up. And I think it's important to communicate that because a lot of times we're scared to show up. And I just want to remind all the dietitians listening that when you do show up and you're consistent, like this is what you get. You get full control over how you want to run your business. If you don't want to see one-on-ones all day, you don't have to. If you want to launch your course evergreen, great. If you want to do open close cart, meaning you have it open at certain times, you can do whatever you want. You have the freedom and flexibility to do what you want, how you want to do it, and like to accept the clients you want to serve on your terms. And it's just really amazing to see you do that in a year. Like it's phenomenal. Thank you. It's, it's definitely hard work, but it's worth it. Yeah. (laughs) And when you look about, and and when you reflect this past year about, you know, your growth and what you've been able to do and contribute in the, in the prenatal space, how has that compared to what you did when you were working at WIC? Like how was the, the fulfillment level, the exposure level? Like, can you talk us through if you were to do a little comparison and contrast? Yeah. I, I mean, WIC was such a different experience Initially, when I first started there, of course, I was like so excited and I'm like, I'm going to learn so much from this. And I did like I learned so much from that experience and I would never want to take that experience away. But the more I was there, the more I realized like this is not what I want to do. Like I do not want to be here long term. It's just you're just like in this little box. You can only teach, right? Like you can only teach government things. You, your creativity is literally squashed. Like there is no, yes. Like you could not have any creativity and you can't make your own hours. Like I had to be there at eight to open the clinic. I had to be there at five to lock the clinic. Like there was just, 
no flexibility, like literally zero. So it was just not something long-term that I wanted to do. I'm like, this is not where I want to be. I don't even see that much room for growth. And overall, you're just capped with everything. (laughs) Absolutely. And so you've gone to the complete opposite by what we just explained. You went from, you know, having to be there nine to five, punch the clock, follow the government regulations to being able to choose how you want to serve your clients, who you want to help, how you want to be found and what type of approach you want to run. And and basically you could even decide how much of your money you want to come from, which, which source, which is completely opposite of WIC or some type of a clinical position. So it's, it's nice just to take a moment, celebrate the success, look at the journey and see what's possible. It is. And what, yeah, I, I want to talk more about your process of creating P method. I know you said that like it's as simple as, hey, you asked your paying clients, what do they want? And they <laughs> told you, and then you made it. Like you made it sound so simple, and I absolutely love that. Is there any other things that you can kind of walk us through, whether it's the process or even the marketing? Because I yeah. see it translated onto your feed when you're kind of branding your content. So is there anything you want to kind of tell us about how that's transitioned? You launching this course has like affected your content and your marketing plan, if at all? Yeah, that's definitely a good question because, you know, when I was coming up with the program and what I wanted it to be called and how I wanted it to be branded and all of these things, like I definitely had help. I didn't do it all on my own. (laughs) I was working with a business coach at the time who kind of helped me through like how I wanted to brand it and everything because I wanted it to be I hate to describe it as like a cult type thing, (laughs) but I wanted it to be like create like a following around that program, like around P plus, like it's this whole method that people are kind of very curious about. So people from the outside are like P plus, what's the P plus method, you know, so they have a lot of questions already um, around it and they immediately want more information. You know, they're like, Oh, this sounds interesting. I want to have a healthy pregnancy and want to know more about nutrition during pregnancy. Um, and so that's kind of what you see on my feed now when I'm like, this is P plus approved, or this is a P plus food. So it's kind of all my content is going more towards wanting people to join the P plus method over kind of any of my other offerings. Because once you do have all these different offerings, that's kind of one thing I've run into is like, okay, where do I want people to go? And like, maybe on this post, this is more of like where I would promote a meal plan or on this post, maybe I would say I'm still taking one-on-one clients or, you know, right now it's kind of the majority of posts I'm talking about P plus because I'm about to launch it. You know, it's pretty coming up pretty quickly. So I think that has definitely been a bit challenging. That's one of the biggest challenges of launching it, but I've been learning through it and kind of just every day, like, thinking of new content ideas around how I can get more people engaging with what the P plus method is. That's fantastic. I love that you're treating this like a business tool. You're aligning your marketing content. You're aligning what you're selling with what you're posting on Instagram and then it's getting you results, right? You're getting people to pay for the course. So it's working, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's incredible. What do you wish you would have known earlier, whether it's something general about Instagram or something about, you know, your offer? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I think something that really helped me, I don't know if this is something I wish I would have known, or maybe I wish I would have known sooner. I think as dietitians, we're all very 
perfectionism like is a huge problem. And I know you talk about this, (laughs) this a lot too, but I don't even, it might've been you who said this, but just the simple phrase done is better than perfect helped me like immensely. Like once I could actually get that, I could actually switch that mindset shift in my head. I was so much better off because I was able to just execute after that. Like I just was able to be like, okay, I don't need to spend eight hours on this. Like it's done, upload it, put it out there type thing, you know? And I think that goes with anything, whether it's an Instagram post or an email you're sending out, you know, a newsletter, a ebook, like even things like that, you know, that are, you think are like, oh my gosh, this is such a big deal. But in the scheme of things, you're just going through it. You're learning as you go maybe you create something and then you realize like two weeks later, like, Oh no, I want to change my idea completely. Like just go with it, move on and move forward. You know, I think that's fantastic. And I think that's a a really helpful tip for many dietitians, whether you're, you're new or you're a student, you're like earlier on in your career, or maybe you're even in your career and you want to get to that next level, but something's holding you back. And quite often it's ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> because it's so frustrating, but so true. Yeah, I, I can truly say half the battle is showing up. Because if you show up consistently with imperfect work and imperfect action, you give yourself permission to improve. And yeah. it's really easy to it's easier to improve than it is to like, well, that's, that's the only way, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we're all, we're all going to evolve and get better, but you don't have that opportunity if you're not hashtag showing your face. Uh, so thank you for thank you for sharing that. Do you have any kind of advice for other dietitians who are in your niche or uh, maybe are interested in something related to life cycle, prenatal, postnatal, anything like that? What would you tell them to do? Yeah, I, th- I think you asked me this question last time and I was like, oh, yeah, it's a very emotional niche. And I think also for someone like me who has not been pregnant, it's a bit different too. I know I've connected with other dietitians who are similar to me, you know, maybe like dietitians who work with kids with autism, but they don't have a kid with autism themselves. So it is a little bit different, I think, because when you learn from different business experts and just marketing experts and things like that, all you hear is like, well, share your personal story and create stories around your personal story and share whenever you had an epiphany. And that's how you created this new idea that's going to help all these people. But it's not like that when you haven't like personally gone through it. (laughs) Um, So it is definitely a different approach. And I think that my feed is like a perfect example of how to get around not having personally gone through something because to be honest, I've only ever gotten one DM that someone asked me how, like, why do you, I don't remember exactly what it said, but I shared it on my feed because I thought it was important. Somebody asked like, how do you, why do you give advice when you haven't been pregnant yourself or something? And I just explained to her, like, it's not about, it's not about the personal experience. It's about the research and the science and the evidence and the nutrition about it. Same way as OBGYNs who are males, like no one would ever question a male OBGYN ever. They wouldn't be like, Hey, how are you a doctor for pregnant women? And you've, you've not been pregnant. And and I, I do really appreciate that about you. And I think it's, it's a lot of mindset because I have so many clients that feel that they have to have a personal connection and where it can help. I do think that that there's something to be said about that. 
It, right. it doesn't have to be, that's not the only way. So yeah. I love that you're representing and you're saying, you know what, I pulled my professional experience, you know, yeah. with working with NWIC and have mm -hmm. pulling the education and you obviously solve the pain point of misinformation with your content and you're able to do that and still be successful. I think that sends a really great message for the excuse of I'm not connected enough or, you know, for people who do weight loss, I haven't lost enough weight or for people who, you know, feel like right. they can't connect enough with the problem they solve. I think it's important to take a step back and look at what, you know, your audience wants and needs and solve that problem and find a way to do that. And that's what you've done. And you've done such a great job. And I love following your evolution from last year to this year and seeing like how much more you've been able to do from, you know, first niching down to selling and then being able to expand your offers is, is really wonderful. It makes me think, where are you going to be next year? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. That's exciting to think about though. Yeah. Any other final kind of things you want to leave us with? Any kind of challenges, struggles, or, you know, tips that you think? I know I had asked you about dietitians who are specifically around your niche, but anything in general for dietitians, specifically those who are, you know, working a job like you did, whether it's clinical or WIC, and they're just, their mindset is just not quite aligned. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And, you know, I think it's just, finding the little bits of time that you do have because so many people are stuck in that I have a 40 hour a week job. I have no time. When am I supposed to create the content or connect with people or start creating offers? What I did was literally every lunch break I had, I immediately ran to a Starbucks. I had a plan, you know, of what I was going to do with that, like 45 minutes that I had for lunch. And I started creating content. So it's just that, like, just do what you can with the time you have and then start growing it from there. I absolutely love that. And can I say, I remember you put in your stories in San Diego when you used to go in your WIC <laughs> office or you would escape the WIC office on your lunch break in a coffee shop. I remember yes. that and you would post it in your stories and like be working in business. Yes. That's amazing I because it's really not about having an eight hour day. It's about making the best use of the small time you have and being really concentrated and showing up. And so because you've done that, it added up. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do it too. <laughs> Everyone can do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ryan, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing all of your wisdom and your successes um, and inspiring us dietitian bosses. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.